Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Samson, was he really strong? Key verses are Judges 13.5 and 13.24. Judges 13.5 For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be called a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Verse 24. So the woman bore a son and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. Now Samson's life is recorded in four chapters of Judges. Within these chapters is a story of a promising life wasted by selfish immaturity. I'm going to read from a few verses across these four chapters to get an idea of the potential good God intended for Samson and then how his life ended bound in chains, the chains of his enemies. And we'll see a life of tit for tat as Samson sported himself at the Philistines' expense instead of leading Israel against their rule. The devotion focus is God intends good for our lives, and this intention of God is true even though bad, difficult things may happen to us. But His promise in Jeremiah 29, 11, 12, and 13 reveals His great heart of love for each one of us. Listen to God's promise in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Verse 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Verse 13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. From the key verse of Judges 13.5, we read how God intended good to come out of Samson's life. Listen carefully to the promise God gave Samson's mother. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. Now here it is. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. It's interesting God said Samson would begin to deliver Israel. This tells me God knew Samson would fail to fulfill his destiny. And Samson, as we'll see from the following verses, squandered his life and began early on as a young man consumed with lust. Judges 14.2 And he came up and told his father and mother and said, I've seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistine. Now therefore get her for me as a wife. Verse 3 Then his father and mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of your brethren? or among all my people, that you should go and take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. So the Bible reveals that Samson's attention is elsewhere from that of being a person responsible for leading Israel, much less delivering Israel. And it's important to note that Samson's lust is toward women of his nation's enemies. and also. His father was complicit in Samson's descent into a wasted life by giving in to his son's demands. And this is so familiar today, parents giving in to their children's selfish desires. 
And where does it lead? Well, I can tell you from having spent 21 years as a police officer that parents who give in to a child's temper tantrums and fail to teach self-restraint share blame if that child ends up in a juvenile detention center charged with criminal behavior. Now, the next verse is in Judges 14, 5, and 6, and Judges 16, 3, give us an idea of how strong physically Samson was. Judges 14, 5. Then Samson went down and his father and mother to Timnath and came to the vineyards there, and behold, a young lion roared against him. Verse 6. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore him as he would have rent a baby lion, and he had nothing in his hand. And so Samson was strong enough to rip a lion apart. And then in Judges 16.3, And Samson lay low until midnight. Then he arose, took hold of the doors of the gate of that city, and the two gateposts, pulled them up, bar and all, put them on his shoulders, and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. But then he meets his match in Judges 16.4. And afterward, it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. As soon as Philistine leaders heard about it, they offered Delilah 1,100 pieces of silver to betray Samson and find out the source of his strength. Now, on a side note, Judas betrayed Jesus for only 30 pieces of silver, and that was possibly the going price of a slave at that time. And so Delilah has her payment promised and gets to work. Judges 16, 16. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him, so that his soul was vexed unto death. Verse 17. That he told her all his heart and said unto her, There has not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. And if I am shaved, my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. Now, wait a minute before condemning Samson for being so foolish. From my own experience with thinking I was stronger than I was and then falling to temptation, I believe Samson thought there was no way Delilah or anyone else could cut his hair without him knowing it. Now, how he slept through that haircut is a mystery. And we know from looking back, Samson's chance to escape was long before his hair was cut from him and he lost his strength. His chance to live a different life was missed when he didn't listen to his father's question about taking a wife from the Philistines. In F.B. Meyer's commentary, he writes concerning Samson's poor choices in marriage. If only a noble woman could have influenced him, as Deborah did Barak, how different his record would have been. Now in Judges 16:18, we continue. And when Delilah saw he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up at once, for he has shown me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up and brought money in their hand. Verse 19. And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. Verse 21. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. And then it ends here in Judges 16.30. Then Samson said, 
Let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed throughout his whole life. And he ended there in a temple to the Philistines' gods after they captured him and put his eyes out. And so the summary is, in answering to the question in this episode's title, was Samson really strong? We know he was strong physically, but weak morally and spiritually. His great physical strength was no match for his sinful nature. And that's a nature each one of us struggles with, if we're honest. And although it is easy for us to look at the biblical record of Samson's life and find fault with his foolish choices leading to the tragic end of his life, let's also look at our lives and see if we're doing anything similar in our relationship to God. Are we playing around and not fulfilling our destiny? If so, don't let regret and depression cause you to give up. Instead, look forward and make a difference beginning today in how our lives will end. The action to consider is if guilt and regret plagues you, go to Jeremiah 29, 11, 12, and 13. Read these verses and ask God to fulfill these promises to you. But ask in faith, nothing doubting, as taken from James 1, 6. And then pray until God chooses to fulfill his word to you. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.